What's going on, everybody? This is AJ Capasso here with Talking with the Source. I'm here with a good friend of mine. Robin from Half Firm Paranormal and Talking with the Source. You know, every time you say that, <laughs> I start cracking. I don't know why. It's just the way you say it for some reason. I'm just like... Yeah, someday I'm going to have you. Someday I'm going to come out and I'm going to go, Yay, it's Robin here. You're going to yeah, be like, really, whoa. Really, listen, if you do that one day, I'm going to I'm gonna piss myself. I'm going to have to walk off screen. I'm not going to lie, because that's going to be hilarious. I've already been doing it when we'll be talking to Rick backstage. It was funny. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, anyway, so today we have an awesome show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us and talking with the source. You're watching another episode. Today we have an absolutely awesome episode. First thing we want to do is give a huge shout out to Global Ghost Hunt. Um, Global Ghost Hunt is getting way to have their first year this coming year, 2023, in May and also in October. Um, if you are a team or a researcher, please go to www.globalghosthunt.com, register your team or yourself and get with the team. Um, if you have a haunted location, register your haunted location and uh, come join us. It's a 10-day event, um, 5 in um, May, 5 in October. You're going to get to basically stream uh, with multiple teams from around the world, um, all your content. So, you know, definitely join us. And I want to give a what's up to Anthony. Anthony, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Anthony, how's it going? So... Robin, please introduce our guest. Our guest today is a good friend of ours here. He was on before, and unfortunately, AJ didn't get a chance to come on last time. So <clears throat> make the most of it, AJ. This guy is funny, he's fantastic, and he's just an all-around great guy. So, Rick McCallum. Hey, hey what's up? Rick. Well, you know, I know... I got a lot to live up to. Thanks a lot, Robin. I know, right? <laughs> well, the honestly, just, just just go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. By the way, Robin, do you have your camera like on the floor? I feel like I'm two feet tall when I talk to you. No, I I have my <laughs> camera on a stand. Uh, I'm sitting. The only time, the only place in the house I can get great reception is in the bedroom, and I've got a little little holder thing, so I'll sit in the bed and do it. See, I, I hate people that do uh, shows from their bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> right? There you go. Oh, too funny. What is that big thing be right behind? Oh, never mind. Yeah, you see, you're better off doing your show from a bed showroom like, like Rick has there. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, hey, I would do it like on mine, but my room's too messy to show on, uh, you know, online. So. Well, that's why I like being on this show. It makes me make my bed once in a while. Yeah, right? See, see, I just don't want to make my bed. That's what it is. Lori, so same time horror, Rick, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want to give a shout out to Lori. Lori, thank you so much, Dorsey, for uh, coming on. Not um, Lori, Dorsey, anybody but Lori. <laughs> so I want to uh, I want to ask you a question, Rick. So I didn't get to come on the first time, obviously. So I didn't get to obviously hear a lot of it. I had to go back and watch. But I want to ask you first, I want to get into the, the movie stuff because I, I know you've, you know, you've been a part of many awesome movies. Um, what was one of your favorite movies or what is your favorite movie that you worked on with a part of? What was one of them? Uh, probably Hatchet Part 2. Okay. I, I actually did all four Hatchets, which you wouldn't know because there are times I doubled some actors and I was assistant stunt coordinator on other ones. But I actually got to play a part in Part 2. And... It doesn't end well for me. <laughs> Let's put it uh -huh. that way. 
but yeah, it's uh, it's really fun working with Adam Green, who's the director, because you know he's not your typical director. I mean, he's a great director, but I mean, he's so excited when he gets the scene he wants. He's like, hell yeah, you know, and it, it's really cool to work with somebody like that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That is that is a great quality to have, especially as a director, like for yeah, sure. And my best friend was actually uh, the star of it, Kane Hodder. Um, you know, he plays oh. Jason. And uh, in, in the movie, I actually get chainsawed in half. Nice. This way, from the crotch up. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, oh, wait, hold on. That part, that was you in that part? Yeah. Was oh, me. my. I didn't even recognize you now that you said that. Because I was. Well, that... He's looking really well for it, isn't he? <laughs> it's great. But I'm just saying, like, I. Didn't I, I didn't... I didn't have this when I did it. No, yeah, that's probably the reason because I'm used to having that. So <laughs> that is great, though. That is absolutely great. So tell me, what was it like working with the effects and all that kind of stuff with like uh, the blood and the gore and everything? Oh. That must have been awesome. Well, in this case, I have a great story about the blood. Uh, there's another guy, Colton uh, Colton Dunn, who was like the uh, the comic element of the, of the movie. And the idea is we're supposed to be hunting down Victor Crowley in this swamp. And there's only two real hunters. There's Ari Mihailov, who plays Leatherface, who's also in my group, this thing, Hollywood Ghost Hunters, da 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 da, da. Um, But uh, he and I are the only two real hunters. Everybody else is out for the bounty, right? And they don't know what they're doing, mostly. Yep. So that when uh, Kane comes out with this eight-foot-long chainsaw out of the things, uh, Colton hides behind me. Right. And he's like shooting into the air. He's shooting the ground. He's shooting everything but Victor Crowley. And I'm shooting him with a shotgun and he just keeps coming. Right. Well, my my gun jams and I'm trying to unjam it. He sticks the chainsaw between my legs. And because Colton's hiding right behind me, it goes between his legs and he lifts us up in the air and just goes. Mm, and we go like this. And fall apart. Right. Both of us. Um, but when they were getting ready to show that, obviously there's got to be a lot of blood flying around, right? Yeah, I can't wait and, to hear about it. Yeah, <laughs> special effects guys came up. They have a blood cannon. It's like a big pipe, you know, that just blows, you know, blood all over you. And uh, because we we're going up on, on the things, you know, we it started low, went up high, you know, it started high, went up, you know, it just covered everything. But uh, when the, the effects guy came up and he goes like this, he goes, how much blood should I put in there? And I looked at him and I said, have you ever met Adam Green? <laughs> and he goes, well, better fill it to the top. <laughs> so, I mean, blood is flying everywhere. And when they cut, I mean, Adam really liked the scene. Uh, I, saw, I saw a thing. I don't know, uh, said it was one of the top ten glorious deaths in movie history, in horror movie history. So that was pretty cool. But nice. uh, after we were done, they had a shower because obviously you're covered in blood. You're not going to go get into your leather seats in your new truck. Right. Yeah. So you have to, you have to use Barbasol shaving cream to get the stuff off. Right. Oh. Won't come off. I mean, so I've got all these cans of shaving cream and I go and I get, take my clothes off and this, I'm not exaggerating even a little bit. Every single inch of my body was covered with the blood between my toes. I mean, I had shoes and pants. Every place on me was covered oh. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. It took me about an hour and a half to get where I could get okay enough to go get my car. Wow. But halfway through, I ran out of Barbasol. I mean, it was like, uh, uh, 
I was just about to say to yourself, did you run out of Barbasol? You know, because that's a Barbasol bath right there. Yeah, I mean, I was, <laughs> you got to scrub. It just you just to go squirt. It just goes off. Like, you know, yeah. you come out about four pounds lighter because all your skin just went down the drain. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that that was really something, and uh, you know, really enjoyed being on Hatcher too. We went down to New Orleans, and you know, we had had a really great time. And some of the people in there, like Tom Holland, you know, the creator of yep. Chucky and all, all yep. that good stuff, he was in it. And uh, two, two of my best friends, Kane and R.A., were in it. You know, little Danielle Harris, who was, uh, was the co-star. And she's, she's just, you know, you can't scare that girl. <laughs> I mean, and he's stunned. She wants to do it. I mean, you know, uh, let me at it. I mean, and, and she's fearless. But she's also super cool. So that that was a great movie to work on. Excellent. That sounds great. Go ahead, Robin, because I have too many. Well, I was just going to say, so anybody who wants to who wants to go ghost hunting with Rick uh, and part of his group, I mean, there's there's no pressure there. You know, go ghost hunting with him. You'll only be with him and Jason Voorhees and Leatherface, so nothing to worry about. Well, I got to tell you, you know, sometimes people ask me what it's like ghost hunting with them. And I said, well, you know, it's two ways of looking at it. I said, you know, we'll be in a dark, scary place. And I'll think, yeah, we're walking down this long hallway. I'm up ahead of them. And I'm like, yeah, got those guys at my back. And then, I, then I'll go, oh, wait a minute. That's Jason Voorhees and Leatherface. This ain't going to end well for me. <laughs> it just matters how you look at it. You know, you got two big vicious guys back there watching your back. But on the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> See, you need to have Michael Myers as well. Yeah, we haven't actually been able to ghost hunt together for quite a while because when we started the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, we all lived right here. Yeah. And now Kane moved to another state. Uh, RA lives in Pennsylvania and everybody's busy. I mean, it's hard to get everybody to hook up. I mean, we will eventually again, for sure. But, uh, you know, it's it's getting harder. And, you know, like, you know, when they have time free, I'm in Scotland. So yeah. exactly. Yep. That's what I was going to ask you about your Scottish trip. But before I do, anybody that's watching or will watch, please do check out Hollywood Ghost Hunters. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, really are. But, Rick, tell us about your uh, your trip to Scotland lately. Oh, I've been there so many times. I, I'm really lucky that I've got friends over there. I'm actually uh, a lifetime member, honorary member of uh, Scottish Paranormal. And Scottish Paranormal is actually a great group. I mean, they are they're as good a group as I've ever been with. Um, and Anubis Paranormal is pretty good too. Um, but yeah, I go over there and I go something with them a lot. And so they have ends at places that I can't get in. So, you know, I just kind of tag along. But I will tell you a story about what happened over there. Um, a friend of mine, Brian Harley, has Premier Paranormal in uh, Scotland. And he and I had gone to, gone to a bunch of places. And he talked to his friend, Mandy Fellows, who was, you know, uh, with Anubis Paranormal in England. And there's also Gary Fields. I think you guys might know him. He's uh, a psychic. He used to be a TV medium. Yeah. Uh, and they invited, they invited us to come over and ghost hunt. So uh, we went over there and, I mean, had a great, great time. Well, it turns out that a friend of mine was the uh, manager of the Real Mary King's Close, which is a very famous place in Edinburgh. Uh, it's actually part of the city underground, and it is haunted. It's very haunted. And he asked me one time, he goes, Rick, um, 
you know, why, why don't you bring, you know, some of your friends here and ghost hunt here? And I said, but the prices you charge me, because I won't charge anything. I said, see, see how you are. <laughs> so I called up uh, the guys from Scottish Paranormal and got a couple of them to come. I got a couple of from Premier Paranormal and uh, I think three or four from Anubis because they were all driving together, you know, from England. And I surprised them when they got there. You know, we were all standing outside. I said, all right, I told you I wanted you to have a para-unity hunt. And they said, yeah. And I said, well, here's what we're going to do. First half the hunt, none of you can hunt with the people in your own group. Wow. So we kind of mixed up the groups. Just just by, you know, there was more of Anubis. They did have like two at a time, you know. But uh, everybody got a chance to ghost hunt with the other groups. It turned out great. I mean, um, we had some really weird stuff happening down there you know i i tell you what that that's great that you uh that you chose to do that like with the teams because i think that's so important to do in this field and the reason why is the way that para unity is is not in this field is really terrible and i think that we would really need to be more para unity because there's so much competition and stuff in this field for some weird reason it's not even technically looked at by science but yet we have more competition than the science field i feel mm -hmm. like but it's so great that you did that because it gives an opportunity for each person to experience working with somebody else and getting to know them without being with their group of, you know, people. So I think that that's great that you did that, Rick. That's so awesome. That, that trip must have been completely awesome. I mean, all the trips out there must be great, but that one had to be pretty cool. Yeah, that one, because I was staying in Edinburgh, I just had to walk down the street. <laughs> so that was, that was really cool. I'd actually ghost hunted in there with only the manager and I. That was that was pretty cool. I mean, I, you know, in my book, I have a book called Ghosts Believe in Me. And the first thing is that I only have one superpower. And that's that people are really nice to me. And it's true. Um, I remember I called up a, a guy, Billy, who owns the Birdcage Theater. And I said, uh, you and I are going to ghost hunt together. And you're not going to charge me. And I'll tell you why. And I told him, and he just laughed. He goes, come on out. <laughs> right so he and i he and i uh ghost on the, the birdcage and by the way birdcage theater if you ever get to uh, the united states is, is a really good spot and um what's really strange is i was downstairs i set up a camera night vision yeah. camera at the poker room now the poker room is really famous for like eight gazillion people getting killed because this was at the time of wyatt earp and doc holiday and all those guys who yeah. actually used to hang around in there a lot but one of the claims to fame is they have the world's longest continuous uh, running poker game in history. And it was over eight years long. And that doesn't wow. mean when they closed, they started up the next day. They never closed. The game was always on for over eight years. Right. Wow. When somebody would drop out, somebody would jump in. And right next to it was where the girls of the evening plied their trade. And when I say right next to it, within maybe 12 feet were the rooms. Uh, his guy would make a lot of money and he'd go to that room. You know, so it was, yeah. um, I'd left my camera, my camera down there, left it running. And I went walking up the stairs and I said, uh, did you get killed down here? Didn't hear anything. And I walked back up. I said, did you kill somebody? And I didn't hear anything. So when I got home, it was so weird because I had nine pieces of equipment because it's a big place. I'd set up all over the place. Within 45 minutes, everything was dead. I mean, that place. Wow. That the battery then? Yeah, every single piece of equipment died. 
including my flashlight. I mean, come on, leave that alone. It's, it's dark. <laughs> right. right. But anyway, when I got back, um, about a month later, I'm going through the footage of stuff. And uh, I didn't expect to catch anything because everything got turned off, obviously. But I'm, I'm listening to this thing, and I, I hear me and Billy coming back down the stairs to the poker room. And we're talking, and right in the right in the middle of it, there's a voice with a Hispanic accent, which is not surprising because most of the uh, people that were in Tombstone at the time were Mexican. And when I, because they're Mexico and the United States is like, you know, they're right together. So, but anyway, I'm sitting there, we walk back down there, me and Billy are talking, and we hear a voice go, I had to, right? Which is obviously the answer, did you kill somebody? Yeah, right? wow. So I sent it to Billy. I was going down to do another hunt down in Arizona, another place in Arizona. We were doing a live stream. And I said, Billy, can I get in there and listen to this? I got to send you this. And he wrote back. He goes, wow. I said, yeah. And he says, well, he says, if you could get here by 530 and get you in for half an hour between the shows. I said, that's all I need. He says, where are you? I said, right down the street. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> I, I live in L.A. I was on my way there. So anyway, I went in. And you know how long it took me to get another answer from the same guy? Oh, go on. Seconds. Wow. 38 seconds. I sat and set my recorder down and I said, Hey, I was here before and I'd asked if uh, you'd ever shot anybody or ever killed anybody. You said I had to. I said, uh, Just wondered, did you ever see anybody else get killed? Yes. Wow. So, I mean, the birdcage has a very talkative guy down by the poker room. So, if anybody gets there, check it out. Wow, that's see, I've always thought wanted to go down there. I have to get down there for real because there's so many great places in the US, but you know, like we said before, like you know, overseas, like where UK is and uh, Scot Scotland, Ireland, all those places obviously hold dearer to my heart because I live in the US. But I tell you, places like the birdcage, I mean, that right there, that story just makes me want to go there even more. I mean, I wish I can go there and rent it out for a week, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the lottery. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and I'll never be able to afford that. But, you know, if I was able to, I'd love to. Yeah. And, you know, you know, the difference between ghost hunting in, in the UK and the United States is the intensity of the hunts. We right. get things that are pretty intense, but not to the level of what goes on in the UK. I mean, when we get some ghostly stuff going on there, it like slaps you in the head. It's not like, oh, well, maybe this might be something. I mean, it's. You can't miss it. Matter of fact, speaking about getting slapped in the head, I got slapped in the head at Balgoni Castle. <laughs> Something slapped me in the back of the head. Oh, wow. <laughs> By the way, speaking about Balgoni Castle, we did a uh, a video there uh, while we were at Balgoni. It was uh, Jay Bloomkey and Kathleen Burns who were, you know, pretty high up in the food chain at Ghost Hunters. And Jay also uh, started uh, Ghost Mine and you know, he's, he's done quite a bit. He's, he's, he's as, him and Kathleen are as, have as good a resumes for ghost hunting as anybody there is. And uh, we did this uh, one ghost hunt at Balgoni Castle because my friends from Scottish Paranormal set it up. And I was also friends with the Laird, you know, of the, of the castle. So anyway, when we went there, we uh, had a, something that happened. We filmed it and it's going to be on, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but it's going to be on uh, November 12th at five o'clock um, my time and they're going to we're going to have a, a show where we answer the questions about what happened and what happened in the chapel is astounding I mean it's it's a tearjerker you know so if anybody has a chance it's going to be on uh, the dark zone 
which is on Facebook. And, and you, you'll be able to see a link if you go to my page, you know, when it comes out. But it'll be definitely worth seeing what happened in the chapel. And it's Absolutely. not in Check out the dark room. Yeah, there's not things flying around or anything like that. It's just the the, uh, the answers we got yeah. to the questions. And I mean, it was like a conversation, one right after the other. And yeah. the whole story was this this um, guy who had been a priest, evidently, he was disfigured. And all the girls that go there all say, he threw us out. He hates us. He told us to get out and everything else. So we went down there. We had a girl with us, one of our, one of our people, Cheryl Plum. And uh, we just decided, you know, I, I told him, I said, I don't think he's mean. I think he's just, you know, he's lonesome. You know, people always shunned him because he was deformed, right? So we sent Cheryl in, and Cheryl went in, and she did something very smart. Instead of sitting just in a chair, she went and sat down on the floor right by the chat, right by the uh, altar. And we left her in there for about 10, 15 minutes by herself, and then we went in, and we started talking, and, and he started answering. One after the other after the other, and it's uh, it's a pretty cool story too. What what what's going on in the questions? You know, I mean, we've yeah. all we've all had where we asked, you know, did you die here? Yes, I mean, but this is more personal questions, you know, and it's it's really it's going to be good. Yeah. Wow. Quite deep, quite deep conversation then. Yeah, it, it's not so. It, it's it's deep, but it's very touching. Yeah, yeah, very you personal. Know. Yeah. Well, what actually happens is that this guy who's been shunned his whole life makes a connection with Cheryl. Wow. And, and we were asking questions about it, and he was answering them. So it was, it's, uh, I hope it's, you know, I hope it comes out as good as, as I remember because it was phenomenal. Actually, wow. when Jay asked me when I was walking by, he was filming, he goes, Rick, what do you think about that? And I think I said, boy, that was a love story. I said, you want to know what I think about that? Perfect. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yep. I look forward to watching that. Yeah, it should yeah. be good. And I think I, you can call in too. I mean, you can you can you know chat and everything else. Dark Zone's very very uh, big uh, platform right now. They just got it up. Looks like it's running pretty good. And awesome. So November twelfth at five o'clock my time, and it'll probably yeah. go in the archives too. So. Um, he worked yeah, be there to watch anyway. If you if you miss it live, yeah. Well, you heard it first. You've heard it first on talking with the source, November twelfth. I mean, you guys can also obviously go to Rick McCallum. It's going to be on his page as well. Um, but go to Dark Zone, like he said, and check it out. That's going to be absolutely great. I wanted to ask you, Rick, um, about um, you know your group. So tell me, what was one of the most memorable times as a group that you guys had? Oh, an investigation. It's a really good question. Um, and the re reason I say it's a really good question is everybody sees things differently. Of course. Now, some of the places which I thought were phenomenal, other people didn't have much happen. Uh, mm. I, th I think Sloss Furnace in Alabama was really, really haunted. Um, I also think that uh, when we went to uh, Waverly Sanitarium, Yep. That was very haunted. I mean, we had some really interesting things happen there. I actually uh, got growled at wow. in, in one room and uh, no dogs, nothing around. So that was quite. All right, I'll wave too. I don't know why everybody's waving, but I'll. Oh, it's, it's a magazine. There you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two Beyond Paranormal Magazine. 
Yes, there are links of you beyond. You can go to um, Talking with the Source on Facebook. We're the first link down on the Talking with the Source page. You'll see the uh, you know the link for this that I'll be playing, and you could share that if you'd like. Thank you so much for asking, and thank you so much for joining us. But yeah, no, sorry, Rick. I, we didn't mean to wave and not say nothing to you. We were just waving because of that. <laughs> I just wanted to be polite. You know, I want to be part of the group. You know. Yeah. No. Hey. I mean, uh, we just got these random, you know. <laughs> yeah, these random. Yeah. Uh, so we've we've actually had quite a, quite a few pretty cool places we've been. We've been to Waverly. We've been to Old South Pittsburgh. We've been to Sloss Furnace. Uh, we've been to the Omen House. We've been to Linda Vista Hospital uh, several times. You know, we've actually gotten to go to some pretty iconic places. But like no. I say, right now everybody's so spread out. It's you know we're all doing our own thing. Kane did Kane did a movie just. Um, Gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I seen it on his page a couple about a month ago, wasn't it? Two months ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was the name of it? Just oh, go to, yeah, just go to Kane Hotter on Facebook and you'll see it. Um, yeah. And for any of you, by the way, not because he's my friend, but partially because of my friend, obviously. Um, a lot of you people probably don't know that he got burned very badly um, doing a stunt. I mean, very badly, and it almost killed him. And uh, what he came, what he went through to come back to to be as big a star as he is in the, the movie business. I mean, uh, there's a documentary called "The Hell and Back," and it is by far the most moving dec uh, documentary I've ever seen. And I mean, I know people would just send me messages say, man, I watched that and I started crying. I said, good, join me. I did too. <laughs> you know? I'll have to watch that. Yeah, Absolutely. to Helen back. Uh, Kane actually asked me, he said, when they were showing the premiere, uh, he said, you know, Kane says, you know, I don't like to go to those things. He says, go and tell me what they need to change. Because this was, it wasn't all finished. It was, you know, like a rough cut of what it was. And I got home and he calls me. He goes, well, what did you think? What would you change? I said, you want the honest answer? And he goes, uh-oh. And I said, oh, I'll tell you the honest answer. I wouldn't change a damn thing. It's amazing. And he goes, you're just saying that. I said, how long have I known you? Yeah. <laughs> right? so I'll, I'll bust your chops if I don't like it. You know that. I said, I think it's amazing. So <clears throat> although I did get a little cranky in it because they interviewed me and they said, somebody said, well, you know, Kane, you know, you know, he's lucky to have gotten this. And I just, I was going, Wait just a second. Nobody ever gave Kane anything, right? He worked his ass to get off to where get his ass off to get where he is, right? So I probably wasn't the most polite guest they've ever had. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people think that automatically, don't they? When they hear about people from Hollywood and actors and stuff, and they think to themselves, "Oh, they get everything handed to them and stuff like that." But we know from from talking to people like yourself that you you you. You know, you've put the work in to get where you are, and you know, Kane's put the work in to get where he is, and stuff like that. You know, nothing gets handed to you. Yeah, that's yeah. He's he's very uh, impressive person. That is yeah. I tell you what, all, I mean, all very talented, very impressive. I mean, for sure. I mean, even yourself, Rick. I mean, just the things that you've accomplished, you guys have all accomplished. I mean, just, I mean, what I wanted to ask you actually a question was, was what we said right before this last question, when you were talking about the personal message that you received you know, during that, that investigation. And I wanted to ask you over the 50 years that you've been in this, uh, you know, field, have you noticed that there's 
becoming more personal moments, um, like more back and forth communication between this world and the next. Have you noticed maybe any of growth between like the amount of personal messages and the connection coming through now, or is it always been in the same? No, it's, it's one of the reasons people think they're getting more stuff and they, they may be is because we have more equipment to quanti quantify something's happening. Now, okay. when I when I first started, I had to, you know, use stick figures on a chalkboard. You know, we didn't have anything, right? Yeah. There was no voice recorders. There was nothing, no night vision cameras. But now you have everything at your disposal, you know, so now you're more likely to get answers. I mean, for a long time, nobody even knew what an EVP was until, uh, you know, the, the young couple uh, actually did it. I don't want to say their names because they both passed. Um but yeah, I mean, now it's so much easier to get evidence. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I actually have found too that if you go to a, a place quite a bit that you can actually make friends. Uh, I go to the LAPD museum a lot and the first motorcycle cop there, Walter, had been, he had been killed. He was the first one ever killed. And for some reason, Walter and I kind of bonded and I'll go downstairs and there'll be like 10 people around the large conference table and I have a video. It's really cool. There's two K2 meters there. And I put mine down and I just said, Hey, Walter, it's Rick. Are you here with me? Bam. All three of them went off. They're like, what? The <laughs> I know, so me, me and Walter are buds, you know? So, <laughs> so it's, it's you know, pretty interesting when you get, you know, I'll tell you another one. We, when we were at LAPD museum, ghost adventures had done a hunt there and uh, Jay and, and dark, it was with dark zone. We were doing it. Thought it might be a good idea uh, to show, you know, the uh, the, sh the ghost adventure show of what was going on in, in the LAPD museum. So we watched it on TV, and uh, there was something they brought up that I did not know, and that was that a girl had committed suicide in the firing range. Now the firing range isn't like you think. It's actually it is not what it is now. It's just like a long corridor, cinder block corridor with files in it and stuff. But they did some investigation. They found out this girl had taken a gun out of one of the things and shot herself in the firing range. Oh, wow. And, and uh, they were able to find out that her name was Margaret. And when we came back, we were talking. And I was talking with Walter. And we were getting all these things. And I, and I asked, I said, yeah, I'm trying to get to see if I can get an answer from someone else. I said, uh, I know there's a girl that passed away. And I purposely didn't say, you know, how she passed away. You know, I just said they passed away in the firing range. Are you here with us? Right. And my K2 went off and I said, uh, what's your name? And it goes, Margaret. So, I mean, told uh -huh. me the name that they had found. So, um, yeah. yeah, you get more direct answers. And, and I think a lot of it is how you go about it. I yeah. mean, I've seen so many people go in and try and bully the ghosts. And, and I, I take them aside and I said, how would you feel if I walked into your house and talked to you like you're talking to them? Yeah, and he goes, I wouldn't like exactly. it. Said, what do you make you think that a spirit that doesn't have to talk to you, doesn't have to show itself, is going to play your silly game? Yeah, you know, people go in there intentionally to antagonize them, and it's like, you know, they're probably thinking to themselves, not a chance. No, they're just leaning back, watching Ghost TV, going, yeah. <laughs> right. carry on, carry on, doing what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> The part that gets me when I see people bullying ghosts like that, 
is that they're bullying ghosts and then they literally will say it's a demon after the fact. And it's like, so you're scared, but you just bullied the ghost. How does that, I don't, and it's a demon, quote unquote, according to you, but you're going to bully a demon? That doesn't make any sense to me. So it's a little oxymoron there that I see people doing it on YouTube. Well, and it cracks, I cracks have people up. tell me all the time that, yes, we think it was a demon. I said, let me answer, let me tell you something. I have run across two in 50 some years mm. and you will instantly know. There'll be no doubt what it is. Thank you. You Thank know, you. I said, you know, from, from your toes to the top of your head, it'll just, and I said, and it will make itself known and it'll let you know exactly what it is. Yeah. And I've had it happen twice. It's terrifying, but I stood my ground both times and it was able to make it go away. But yeah, this whole thing, it's a demon. It's a demon. It's a demon. It's not a demon. Okay. No, it's just, it's just a spirit that you've just pissed off. <laughs> So it's a guy that used to be the drunk guy in the bowling league, and now he's mad because you're bothering him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Rick, I wanted to ask you about uh, somewhere that's that's very close to my heart that I want to go to on my bucket list, and you've been there recently, was the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah, Winchester Mystery House is a very strange place. I was, I was lucky to, to be there, and uh, the two hosts were myself and Patty Negri. Yeah, and, and when you get to go to a seance with Patty Negri, you're getting to see something because she's extraordinarily good. Yeah. Uh, somebody's stealing AJ. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I watch you take a sip of your tea, and I'm like, I need to get my drink. I'm a little thirsty. <laughs> but no, uh, the Winchester Mystery House was not as good as it could have been because um, they only allowed us to go to six rooms. All right. The place has like five million rooms, right? Yeah. And we had a pretty good sized crowd. And you know, when you get too many people in a small place, you you're done. You know? Yeah. Uh, we get we got really good things uh, from Patty's seance. Uh, my friend Kat Hobson um, was there, and Lori was there. Lori, who's uh, is listening. Hi, Lori. It was in um, chat. Yeah, she she actually ghost hunts with me and Cat uh, Hobson quite a bit very good investigator too she's like the, the queen of the sls camera right she, uh, she she was just with us in scotland and we had we had quite a few good things happen um but yeah patty negri was sitting there and all of a sudden uh she asked uh who are you who do you most want to talk to and it goes cat and cat was standing right next to her so i mean it was uh it's kind of cool so cat was getting a few answers to some things in the meantime laurie was uh getting when they said, can you come closer uh, at an SLS thing of something that sat down in the chair right where they had pointed. Uh, wow. So that was pretty cool. So why, why was that then uh, about the only six rooms? I thought if you if you were in that place, if you if you hired that place, that you basically had the run of it. Doesn't work that way. Um, you know, you can go there on a tour and they'll, they'll take you through most of the place. Some of the place is still they're still fixing it up because it had been damaged in an earthquake, you know? Right. So, but uh, when you're actually going with a film crew and things like that, they limit you to certain rooms for whatever your budget might be. You know, if you come there and drop 50 grand on them, you can watch go through the whole thing. You know, <laughs> if you give them $11, you get to go to the bathroom and get out. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, it's just, 
it's pretty much, you know, what you have to spend and what, you know, how much opportunity they have. Because a lot of things they have have just had other things in there, you know, balls and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, you just have to take what you can get. And it's a very interesting place. I, boy, I would love to go through there with just a couple people. That would be yeah. through the whole place. That would be amazing. But the grounds are amazing. The rooms are amazing. The people were great. You know, the Winchester Mystery House people were, were fantastic. So, um, yeah, I would definitely suggest going there. Absolutely. I know that's your bucket list, Robin. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's well, all Rick, you you've just got another book out as well, haven't you? Well, it's, it's not out yet. It's actually at Amazon. They're still reviewing it. And right. uh, there was a couple problems with the cover. I finally fixed that. So That's your second next, book, isn't it? Yeah, it's my second book. Actually, I'm really quite proud of the first one because it won the uh, Paranormal Awards Show Book of the Year. It did, yeah. Was, yeah. So that was pretty cool. That is awesome. Uh, but this next one uh, should come out this week, hopefully. Um, and then it's off to the races. You know? <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, that's great. Can you? Uh, are you allowed to give any information or no? Hell yeah, I wrote it. I can do it whatever the hell I want. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. It's my book. What do you want to know? Uh, no, there's quite a bit of Scotland stuff in there. There's quite a bit of uh, Winchester is in there. Uh, there's, I mean, there's like 50 stories. Uh, some of them are little short stories. Some of them are longer. Uh, we had some really interesting things happen in, in some places in Scotland, like Earth Castle uh, was really good. Um, Laurie Dorsey had something. Uh, when we got to Earth Castle, we found out we weren't going to be able to stay overnight in there because they'd had a fire. Um, so we weren't even supposed to be able to get into Ghost Hunt. But fortunately, um, somebody told us that there was a uh, graveyard about half a mile away. So me and Kathleen Burns and everybody else, uh, <laughs> just being polite, every, you know, there's like five or six of us went over and uh, went to this graveyard. And Robin will attest to what I'm about to say. We're having a really good time until the midges showed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're like a battalion of vicious little flies uh, that attack your face. Honestly, it, it's, it's sort of, and, and they, they bloody bite. Yeah, I mean, and they come in the swarms of like eight billion at a time. But yeah, we, you know, we got some. Matter of fact, the cover of my book. I wish wait, I could show it to you. Wait, guys, from that. Wait, guys, from that. Wait, guys I, gotta, I gotta share something with you. So we had someone, and Brad Wolf just said, "I just heard a ghost." It said, "You should just keep on wasting your life." Brad, I think that's absolutely hilarious. I wish you would come out with us sometime, and maybe we would be wasting our life together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think he's just channeling the ghost of my dad. I think so too. Like, <laughs> you know? so, well, honestly, see if you walk through a swarm of those, right? You yeah, keep yeah. your eyes shut, you keep your mouth shut, you keep everything closed. Because you've yeah. been walking along otherwise going, <laughs> oh, they're awful. Yeah, they're honestly, they, they are, oh. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the girls that was there who was also with Dark Zone, um, Christine Augustine, uh, she showed me a picture she took of me. I was standing alone in the graveyard and it's 11 at night. So it's still, the sky's still kind of blue and everything else. And there's a light in there. It's lit up me and a bush that's in front of me. And you can see the gravestones in the back. And yeah. she came up and she goes, do you like this picture? I said, yeah, it's going to be the cover of my next book. <laughs> and, and, and it is. So that oh. was 
from there. But Laurie Dorsey, who's in chat, um, as we were walking back, she was she she went ahead of us because um, she had several surgeries on her feet, so she's still getting her legs underneath her. So she goes a little earlier, on. and uh, bless her heart, I mean she's a little warrior. Off she goes. But as we were coming up, she's talking right to somebody, and as we're coming up, everybody's going, nobody with her, <laughs> right? So Kat, <laughs> Kat caught up, and she's you know, it's like, what's going on? She goes. Wasn't I talking to you? She goes, no, you were talking to nobody. She goes, somebody was right behind me. I thought it was you. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty interesting. I tell you what, that's a free incident to happen because I've had that happen many times. And like, I tell you what, it gets me every time because it really sounds like the person you think like that is not talking. Like it doesn't sound like they came from somebody else because we actually just had an experience at my gas station where I'm, where I'm working right at the moment. And like we, me and my boss and another uh, person were working one night and my boss and the, the other person were getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden we're standing there and we're chatting, we're talking about the cigarette count and all this stuff and lotto. And next minute, you know, we hear a woman's voice talk and say something from like where the office is. Now we have no electronic stuff. That's going to talk. We have nothing back there. That's going to do anything. We all went back there. And then it happened two more times after we checked and we walked back up front, we heard this woman's voice again and nobody was in the entire place, but us three. And we were both being, we were all being silent. And I tell you, it really does sound like the people that you think when you, you know, would come up. I mean, it's really wild. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's always right beside you. It's never like, well, I mean, obviously you said it came from room, but anytime I've experienced it, it's always like right close to you. It's not like, you know, meters away. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you that uh, Lori and I, Lori had stayed a little bit after after the tour because she wanted to to uh, see more of the stuff. So um, we were walking. I took her over to Calton Hill, yeah, which is this beautiful place that you can see all of all of uh, Edinburgh from, and it's got all the monuments. Oh, so wow. we're walking up, and there's like a 75 yard piece of cement that goes straight up. It's a ramp, and it's got a black handrail down the middle so you can go up and you know one on each side so we're walking up and i hear somebody like right behind me you know like right into my ear go pardon me kind of angry right and i turn around and I look and there's absolutely nobody on the whole path but us wow. and i turned around and i looked at Lori. i said did you hear that she goes yeah the guy said pardon me i said well turn around and look and she goes there's nobody here i said yeah, <laughs> i'm telling you Edinburgh, Edinburgh is like that. I remember uh, just when you were saying earlier about Mary King's Close, because uh, I went there, uh, let's see, about five, six years ago now. And as we, as we were walking through, they have all like the little bedrooms. And so I told you this last time, Rick, anyway, but we're saying the AJ, they have all like these little bedrooms and all in the houses, all still underground. And as we were walking through, you could hear like, a child crying, and like then there was a like a woman's voice like murmuring. You couldn't, I couldn't make it out at the time, but you could hear like a murmur. And you turn round, and there's only the ones that you're with, and a couple of the others that are maybe a bit further ahead of you. And you're like, there's yeah, definitely someone spoke there. And you're not going to hear anything from up above because you're probably like fifty or sixty feet underground. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I we did have something really weird happen at. Uh, the real Mary King's clothes. We had just come out of Annie's room. Now Annie's room is where this little girl passed away. 
and it's full of stuffed animals and money. People leave coins and they have, bring stuffed animals for Annie. And this was during the pair unity hunt. And we'd just gone out of the room and we were in this corridor. We were right at, right at the end of the hallway. And there was me and two or three girls. There was Kat Mallet, who was uh, one of the uh, people that works. You know, she's like one of the managers at uh, Real Mary King's Close. And two other girls that were ghost hunters. And we're standing there and I start hearing something. And I'm looking around. I'm trying not to pretend that I'm hearing, but it's continuous, right? Yeah. So I look over at the girls and they start going, Right. So I looked over. Now, you guys have both been around long enough to know that you don't say, hey, I hear this. Do you hear it, too? Because everybody yeah. goes, yeah, that's what I hear. So you always ask them, what are you hearing? Right. I said, are you guys hearing something? They go, yeah. I said, well, what are you hearing? And all of them said at the same time, it sounds like a heartbeat. I said, it really does. Like, and I mean, it wasn't. And it was loud enough that that all four of us could hear it very easily. So, wow. And the thing that was really cool, too, is these Scottish paranormal guys who had been there many times. They told me, they said, we have never been to this place when it blew up like this. You know, So that was, that was pretty cool that we got a good hunt out of it. Oh, see, I, I got to get out there for sure. It, it's that, a phenomenal place, that Mary King's Close. There's, there's such a, I think as well, because it's underground, it, like, it houses a lot of energy. You, you feel it as you walk through, Rick, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, just going there on the on the little tours, you know, you'll get, you know, you'll get some stuff. So it's a really really cool place. I did have somebody ask me a question one time. They said, "What would you do if you ever caught somebody faking evidence on a on a hunt?" Yeah. I said, "Oh, that's real real easy answer." And they said, "Well, what is it?" I said, "I just hunt them when I came back the next time." Give <laughs> them a second. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm no, I'm I'll kill you if you do that. Yeah, right. I mean, I, 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 you know, I hate when I see it, and I, and I've been. There's a couple of people that just got caught on YouTube for doing stuff. Big channels too that just got caught doing some things, and it's, you know, it's, it's obviously we all knew it beforehand because they were these big, you know, kid type channels. But the thing is, is that like, you know, ruining the field when people do that, and like, it's a very, it's a very serious thing, and I don't think a lot of people understand. Like, when when we talk about ghosts, right? Like when we say the word ghost, like how the guy the kid and who just said in the comments before you know it's kind of like a joking thing for a lot of people like a ghost you know I, I think that people kind of don't really understand when we say that you know it's not mostly like we're talking about folklore here we're talking about energy we're talking about something that is scientifically known just a matter of we have nothing to measure to measure it completely all the way like you just said before rick so you know i i um i hate to see people fake stuff man because there's so much more to this than than there really is well, I, I can tell you, you know, my group was on, we, we were the only group at the time, I don't know if anybody else has either, that actually ghost hunted with Ghost Adventures. And I get asked all the time, you know, did they, did they do anything? And I said, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I said, you have to understand something. Me and Kane are very protective of our reputations. Yeah. I, and we watch them like hawks. I yeah. said, you know, I can tell you on our show, there wasn't anything that wasn't something that happened, right? Yeah. And, and everything they did was above board. So I would vouch for them, you know, um, yeah. which, you know, wish Zach would quit finding so many demons. It's scary. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they were way above board and they're, they're really cool people too. So um, it's, it's just strange. I, you know, I don't know why people have to do that. You know, it, 
well, I do know why. They're after the fame. They want the TV show. They want to be at the conventions. You know, they want all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, being at the conventions, another one, I had a guy, Kane was at a table. We were at Scarefest. Kane was at a table. Ari was at a table. And I was at a table, you know, through Hollywood Ghost Hunters. And uh, this guy comes up to me and he goes, you know, I really like your group, but I like those guys because they have a TV show. And I said, really? And they go, yeah. And I said, you do realize that between us three right here, we've done over 300 movies, right? The guy looked at us and I went, we win. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, our, uh, there's Brand says he hears you, Rick. He has that problem with someone he was collabing with. It was the last time he investigated with that person. Best thing to do, just kick him to the curb. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I actually took one guy aside and I told him, I said, you know, stop performing. You know, just, you know. Yeah. It's getting hard to ghost out with you performing all the time. So just stop. Exactly. But, you know, I've actually had, you know, um, some great people that have ghosted them, like, you know, Patty Negri, you know, she's, she's really fun. Uh, Melissa St. Hilaire is another one. I ghost hunted with Susan Slaughter, Kristen Moomin, Brandon Alvis. You know, I've actually got to ghost hunt with quite a few really, really good uh, people. Uh, Barry Fitzgerald, I ghost hunted with. Um, and it's so fun to see the different techniques that everybody has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, want, I, I is there ever been any movie sets you've been on that have been haunted that you've been able to maybe investigate? Oh yeah, one of them. I can't yeah. tell you the name of it though. But oh uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. That's a kind of a yeah. That would be a bad thing to do. Huh? Sorry. Well, what happened was the security guard. We were, we were doing one of the hatchet movies, and he's. I was talking about ghosts, and he goes, "Oh, our second floor up here is haunted." I said, "Can I go up there?" And he goes, "Yeah." So I told the people the next day. Um, I actually uh, asked some of the crew and they didn't want to go. <laughs> I asked the actors, no, 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 no. Uh, Kane wasn't there that day. So um, one of the uh, makeup girls said, I'll go with you. So we go up there and we're going along. I got my K2 meter out in the voice recorder. And we're walking down the hallway and it's totally dark. And the K2 starts answering my questions, right? I, actually, you know, if you ask anybody who ghost hunts with me, they'll say that they've never seen anybody get the activity off a of K2 that I do. And it's just, a I just use it a different way, right, than, than they do. Because whenever I go into a room, the first thing I say is I tell them my name. Then I explain the equipment and how it works, right? I yeah. see people go into places that are from the 1500s ago. Can you talk into the K2, you know, talk into the voice recorder? And the spirits are going, <laughs> what? <laughs> What's a voice recorder? What are you talking about? Go to yeah. the light. What's a light? <laughs> I mean, so you have to, you know, I explain it. So I end up getting better stuff. But, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, everybody has their own their own way of doing things. But I did answer on a, on a show one time, a TV show I was doing. And they said, uh, what's the best way to to ghost hunt? I said, first off, don't ghost hunt. I said, uh, you know, you don't have any ghost guns or ghost bullets. So what you should do is just try and interact. I said, and you have to understand this. You're not going to see a spirit unless it wants you to, right? Yeah. You never will. I said, you may see some residual things that, that happen, but, you know, the best way to go about ghost hunting is when you go into a room, pretend you you found a puppy that was lost in your backyard, right? Mm. You don't chase it. You just sit there, you know, and you talk nice to it until it comes to you. It's the same thing with a spirit. 
you know, all of a sudden they're they're talking to people they don't know. You know, then should I trust this person? You know, exactly. You, yeah, going to be nice. Just talk to them. You know, there's they, there's not enough of that goes on, Rick. To be honest. Well, I know, and I, I've actually you know told people you know calm down. You know, you get a little yeah. get a little uh, uh, you know you're just going to scare them off. Just leave them alone. So. Um, but yeah, but then again, I've picked up a lot of stuff from other people too. So I mean, that's that's one of the good things about ghost hunting. Some techniques I've picked up from other people. I got one friend uh, who's named Mikey Thompson, who will be on the thing on the dark zone on the twelfth. Um, who, when I first met him, he was very timid. Uh, he actually got quite scared. And actually, we had something very nasty, very negative entity came to us, and uh, it was one of his first first times ghost hunting. He got a little. Little, little scared, a little timid. So I took him outside and we talked and, and that was probably six or seven years ago. And he's, he's turned into one of the best investigators there is. Matter of fact, right now, at this, right now, he's uh, investigating uh, uh, in Virginia City. They did the Washoe Club last night and they're at the uh, Virginia City Hotel, I think is where they are tonight. So. I love to go to the Washoe Club. Yeah, I, I haven't been there, so. I was no. I had other things I was doing, so. Yeah. You plan on getting back out there? I don't think I'll go up there. Okay. Okay. You know, so, just, just personal oh, reasons, you know. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What I wanted to actually ask you for the last question I wanted to ask you was, uh, so what are, if you had three pieces of equipment that you could bring with you anywhere on any investigation and you only had three pieces of equipment, what would you choose? I would take a, a K2 meter, voice recorder, and a thermal imager. Okay. And tell me why that is. Well, because it's very hard to refute things that you hear on tape. And it's very hard to refute things when you get them on a thermal imager. And I think those are two really good pieces of evidence. And I like to use the K2 because I get a lot of answers and a lot of things that way. And I think that could help guide me to where I, the other stuff would work better. Yeah, that would be the three things I would take. Absolutely. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, you know, I never think of a thermal imager like as a first go to. But I tell you what, it's very important because it's such a great piece of equipment because it's like it's not you can't fake yourself on that. You know, if you catch something on that anomaly, you know, it's an anomaly like 100 percent like a lot of other pieces of equipment. But I like it with the thermal because it's not something that you regularly see a lot, like especially on show like that. Yeah, so it's, it's something I've been thinking about adding the mind. Well, I have an adapter that goes on my phone. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and you should look into those because they work pretty well. I mean, uh, thermal images are very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. And I think my adapter was like 400 bucks. And you oh. just plug it into the bottom of your phone, you know, or you did the charger thing, and it works pretty good. All right. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. yeah it's, uh, and it's, it's real small. You keep it in your pocket. And, you know, yeah. you're ready to go. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. That, that would be that would be the three pieces I would have. Cool. Excellent. Robin, do you have any last questions before we uh, head out? Uh, no, pretty much. I'm just uh, the the whole conversation's been fantastic. It's just it's great to have people on who who think along the same way as we do, and you know, I mean. It, like you said earlier on, there, there's too much competition in this field and people like us, you know, we're, we're only in it for the evidence. We only want to be able to 
to get the evidence that you know that people are there and communicate with these spirits and stuff like that and and be able to sort of get their story if you want to put it that way yeah i did have a uh, production company that auditioned me for one of these shows and they came back to me and they said we loved your audition we absolutely loved it but uh we're trying to get a younger demo i said okay i said by the way did you see the exorcist and they said yeah and i said what'd you think of it he goes Oh, when the shit really hit the fan, I said, he goes, man, it was, it was terrifying. I said, yeah, they didn't call in the younger priest. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I uh, just want to say before we, uh, when Rick, give a shout out to anything that you want to, your books, website, the Hollywood ghost hunters, you know, anything you have coming up, just air it all on here. I think the thing I'd most like to do is the book because uh, anything that I write and the show, the shirts that we sell, um, I give almost all the profits to St. Jude's Hospital. So I always like, I always like to promote those. But my next book is called uh, The Spirits Are Out There and They're Waiting for You. And it should be coming up very shortly. It'll be on Amazon. And uh, go buy it. I want to send some money to St. Jude's. <laughs> um, where do people buy your merch from? Uh, actually, you have, for the T-shirts, you have to come to me on Facebook. Uh, the the other things, you know, if you want an autographed copy of the book, you would come to me because obviously I can't sign, go to Amazon and sign it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I always get a bunch sent here, and then I sign them and send them off. So, um, yeah, they end up costing like two bucks more than if you buy it because. I've already paid the shipping and everything to get them to me. And then I paid the shipping to send them out. So yeah. Makes sense. Like, and it costs like $2 more. So yeah. why not? Yeah, it's worth well, it. Rick, thank you so much for coming on again. I mean, we're going to be definitely having you on again because we love talking to you because we could talk for hours, like we said in the beginning. Um, oh, yeah. But thank you so much for coming on again, Rick. And uh, I'm so happy that I was able to make it. And uh, it means a lot. So thank you so much uh, from the bottom of my heart for coming on and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Honestly. Yep, thank you, Rick. You're welcome. AJ, you go visit Robin and I will come, you know, there and all three of us can go ghost on someplace. Uh, absolutely. And like I said before, Rick, when, whenever you're back over in Scotland and stuff like that there, I'll, I'll get somewhere for us and we'll meet up and do it because there's a load of good places about. Yeah, well, I'm going to be back again in June. Because I'm coming in late May to, to do the West Highland Way, um, which a lot of people don't know. It's a 96-mile trail that goes from uh, just outside Glasgow up into the Highlands. Right. And I am kind of really want to try that. I figure, figure about halfway along, they'll find my corpse laying off to the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to give that a whirl, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Not a problem, anytime. Anytime, yeah. So if anybody wants to talk to me about anything, just go to Rick McCollum on uh, Facebook or uh, Ghost Believe in Me on Facebook or Hollywood Ghost Hunters on Facebook. And I answer all the mail. So they uh, are. So awesome. there you have it. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rick. We'll, we'll stay in touch with you anyway. All righty, man. All right, my friend. Have a good one. Thank you so much. See you later, Rick. See you Bye. guys. Wow, man. I was, I'm so happy I was able to make this episode. Yeah, because you missed the last one, mate. You missed the last one. Oh, I know. But I made it up, though, because 
Um, I got to joke around and have a good time today, especially before the podcast. We got to laugh a lot. So the guy's a, a gentleman. Of, oh man, I tell you, I, it's it's so awesome. And to hear about the parts, you know, I know it's a paranormal podcast, but I was dying to ask some movie questions because um, like I said, I've watched all the movies and I and I wanted to see the parts that I, I didn't recognize him in without the goatee and stuff, without the mustache goatee. But um yeah, yeah they, they and would... he's in he's in uh like like he, he did say quite a lot of movies and there's like probably people now who'll watch movies and think oh here that's actually that's the guy that, that's that's Rick you know because before you know like like he, like he said he was doing a lot of stunt doubles as well and things like that so you know if if he was doing a, a stunt double for Clint Eastwood for instance then people would be saying oh it's Clint Eastwood because. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah. But like I said, he's been on the show before. He's a good friend of ours. He's been on again there, and he will be on again. Amen. And we're going to get to go out ghost on with him. So let's get that, make that happen in the next year or two. So, exactly. Guys, so much for tuning in. You've watched another episode of Talking with the Source. Make sure to check out Rick McCallum's new book that's going to be on Amazon. Um, Also, check out the Hollywood Ghost Hunters. Um, and just all that Rick McCallum's doing on Facebook. Um, so go to Facebook and check those out. And uh, we will see you next time on Talking with the Source. See you later.